Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. So, here we are. The closing out of the Trinity. A sinister yes. between Will and Rain. Yeah, here we are. I'm um, so curious. I'm so curious. I really want to know why. And you've expressed that to me about how curious you were about Will and Rain's sinistry. Mm. And, I'm, and I thought I'd be able to see it in their sinistry chart. Mm. Like, I thought there would be an element of, like, their chemistry with one another that gave you reason to be, like, really curious mm. to hear what their sinistry would say. But, like, and I look, but, like, from what I can see, mm-hmm. I would describe their relationship to be one that has a lot of potential to be, like, two peas in a pod. Space cord, space cord. Sinistry involves the comparison of two astrological charts to determine areas of strengths and challenges in a relationship. Sinistry is a fascinating tool for people interested in gaining insight into their relationship with their lover, friend, family member, colleague, or any relationship. We invite you to join us on this voyage, as we explore the relationship between two housemates that are amidst building an intentional community. So, on the surface, they can seem like they're two very different people. She's Sagittarius, and she has a lot of air signs, and she has a lot of fires. She may come across as somebody who's more, like, outgoing and always, like, putting herself out there. And, like, maybe the one initiating the conversations more. We would like to introduce you to Astrologer and Queen Sinistress. Say Pitton. Cancer Sun. Capricorn Moon. Virgo Rising. He might be seen as someone who's very withdrawn or like he doesn't like a lot of attention because he has a lot of Virgo and he has this 12th house stellium. Mm. So they might seem very different mm. uh, initially, but the way they affect each other, I feel like they actually share more common ground than what might be initially obvious Mm, and they have these like positive speaking of trinity they have a lot of trines in their sinistry chart Mm. which tells me that most of the time it's probably feeling like it's really easy to get along they might see things eye to eye Mm -hmm. more more than not yeah. But there's this mutual inter aspect thing that they have going on. They're not close in degrees, but they both have this mutual it's called a double whammy in astrology where <laughs> it's literally called a double whammy. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what they call it. <laughs> 
we would like to introduce you to the elder bitch of the household, Rachel. Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon. Gemini Rising. I feel like I've heard you say this before. I don't know in what reading, but I feel like you said it before. And I feel like I had the same response. Like it's called a double whammy. And you were like, yeah, it's a double whammy. (laughs) I feel like I remember that. I don't remember whose history we were talking about. Yeah. But essentially a double whammy is when two people have the same planets affecting each other in the same way on both sides. So in Will and Rain's case, mm-hmm. Will's Mars conjuncts Rain's moon and Will's moon conjuncts Rain's Mars. Okay. His Mars conjunct her moon is in Gemini. Yes. And his moon conjunct her Mars is in Capricorn. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay, yes. So we have this like earth and air thing happening here. And earth and air don't typically mix. But because they both have these personal planets in these signs, they somehow can make it work because Mm. they have the same elements. And whenever you see somebody's moon affecting someone's Mars, Mm -hmm. it means that they can really stimulate each other emotionally. Sometimes it can be like a very aggravating type of a feeling, but because it's a conjunction and they're like same sign conjunctions, I'm going to take it as like, I think that together they can experience life as something to be very exciting Mm -hmm. and like emotionally rewarding. I feel like they can help each other's emotional inner soft side come out to play. So I feel like they can help each other feel more comfortable and less shy Mm -hmm. and maybe even more willing to be vulnerable with each other. And be more open with each other because they have this like mutual understanding and like, therefore they can support each other. Mm -hmm. Do you see that at all? Well, spoiler alert. I think this is a good time to let you know. Okay. They're a couple. They are lovers. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. I interpret their relationship as pretty fresh, meaning it's under a year Mm -hmm. and I think when we all moved into the house, this was the first time that they were actually in their own like private shared space. Mm -hmm. Previously, I think their relationship started, as I understand it, uh, in like April. Mm -hmm. They were living with maybe four or five other people in like a 20-person tent, literally. So to have your relationship start out that way, and again, I don't know the semantics or details of like what ensued thereafter, but still to have your like living quarters be the same space, I feel like it's absolutely a fresh relationship because they're finally kind of in their own space. Mm-hmm. So this is why I was super curious about the sinistry, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm curious what your like now with this new information, what your lens views, even though you had said two peas in a pod bit and even what mm-hmm. you're saying with regards to this Mars moon conjunct and the double whammy. I would definitely Mm -hmm. say that that's my experience and observation of their relationship. Mm -hmm. Like they're in a very sweet season and Mm. sweet season meaning like I think they want to spend all of their time together. They're super affectionate. Nonviolent communication is another facet of like wanting to understand each other and like work through whatever differences come up. When Rachel played this recording for Will and Rain, 
They wanted to record real-time feedback for astrologer, say. We would like to introduce you to Rain Sagittarius Sun Gemini Moon Capricorn Rising Our Mars and our Moon are conjuncting each other. That's really interesting. I tried to look at the chart to be able to like discern stuff and somehow I didn't see that at all. That's so cool. But why it's cool is like, I just feel like it's really spot on that somehow in our connection, there's all of this space and availability to like open up and like explore different parts of ourselves that like are just not really available in any other connection that I've experienced so far. Like not in, at least in like the magnitude and like the intensity that it is in this connection so they're really interesting i can really see how that plays together and like the inspiring each other and like motivating each other to like really it's not even really the inspiring and motivating but it's just like creating the space to where we could explore these different things which i guess the space is the inspiration mm. that's just the thing i have to say mm. we would like to introduce you to will virgo sun Capricorn Moon. Liberizing. I mean, I like what you said, say, about us being peas in a pod, even though it doesn't appear to be that way. Especially about reflecting on this guy we met, Howard, and how Howard's impression is probably exactly what you said of us, that, like, Rain is the much more outgoing and, like, fiery one, and I'm the quiet one. But then behind the scenes, mm. it's like so much equality. Mm. You know, I had a feeling that they were a couple. Mm. So in order to prepare for this reading today, I did take a peek at their composite chart. And I don't do that unless I think that there is an already very established commitment to each other. A composite chart will give clues as to the nature and function of a relationship. In theory, a composite chart is a chart of the relationship itself. On the other hand, a synastry evaluates the compatibility between two individual charts. But I just got the sense there's all these trines between her Saturn and his moon. Will's moon conjuncts his Uranus and his Neptune. So those two planets also mm. trine her Saturn and her Saturn's also trining his moon. So we have a situation where Will's sun and moon are being trined by her Saturn mm. for his like ego, which is the sun and mm. his real private inner self, which is his moon to be in an easy trine flow that is supported by her Saturn. That's like a real, that's a committed, she's like super solid for him. She's kind of willing to like always be there for him. Like she's always got his back no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what she's like locked in. He feels very safe with her. I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. I think that's accurate. Yeah. And then the fact that his sun and his moon are training her Saturn, mm-hmm. I feel like he can shed a lot of light into the areas of her life that may be giving her problems. For example, if she's ever facing a situation that's very challenging or if she is going through a lot of like struggle 
whether it's like an external circumstance or like whether it's anything internal, he's always like providing the light that she needs mm. during the dark times. So yeah, and then wow. obviously they both have a Venus and Libra. They're not conjunct, but nine degrees away from each other. So it's not like too far, but it's like too far to be considered a conjunction. But mm-hmm. they're in the same sign. So mm-hmm. in terms of how they love and how they want to be loved, I mm-hmm. feel like they're totally on the same page. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then the funny thing is, each person, like both of them, have an aspect natally within their own natal charts. Um, they both have their moon aspecting their Venus in some way. In Will's chart, his moon squares his Venus. And in Rain's chart, her moon trines her own Venus. So like a Venus-moon aspect within a person's chart implies that affection, first of all, is really big for them. It means a lot to them. They really need Mm. it. They need Mm. it for their emotional security. Mm. A Venus trine moon is like a sweetheart type of personality. Mm. And that's what rain has. Mm -hmm. A Venus square moon can imply that this person wants affection and wants like the sweetness of like being nurtured and giving the nurturing but it's like challenging for them to express that but Mm. they want it um so when they do give it it might be like a bit of a struggle or it might feel like unnatural or something and Mm. when they receive it it might not be like easy for them but they want it so the fact that they both have that like their moons are talking to their venus I thought that that was very telling of like how they want the same things in mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. So when you looked at the composite, what came up there? I guess when well, you had the sneaky suspicion of the coupling yeah. and then you like looked under the hood, what, mm-hmm. was, what was that experience? <laughs> Funnily enough, when I saw their composite, I was like, oh, this is not a romantic relationship. This is more like, this is more like diehard. They are going to be friends Mm. for life but Mm. you know like i'm not devaluing friendship i'm not saying that like a romantic relationship is more valuable than a really good friendship like the reason why i'm saying all this is because Mm -hmm. they have one two three four five planets in the 11th house in their composite chart and it includes their sun their venus and their mercury Mm -hmm. and their north node and Chiron. And they're all packed there into the 11th house of the composite, which tells me, I think when they're out in the world together, they look good. They look happy. They look like Mm -hmm. a very cooperative team. They operate as like a team unit, but they're Mm -hmm. also like open to collaborating with other people. I think to feel good, they have to like always be mingling with others. So this is not a very like exclusive relationship. Like this is not a relationship that's all about them being on their own little island. Hmm. It's more about like them as well as their community. Like their Mm. community is super important to this relationship. Mm. It like feeds their identity as a couple. Wow. And so it was that stellium in the 11th house where you were like, oh, this is like just a diehard relationship. Yeah, the 11th house is the house of friends and community and it's society. So it's much more large scale. 
And with a stellium there, that means that there is a concentration in that part of life mm. as a couple, especially with the sun being there and Venus being there and Mercury mm. being there. So like 11th house is also the house of your wishes and your dreams. So together, they might always be kind of talking about how they want to make the world a better place. Mm. That's 11th house. Mm -mm. Yeah, this is how they might see themselves to be like. So like if they stay together as a couple, they might go on to become like big brother and big sister to like a group of people that like need that type of a role model or something. Like they're looking out for the good of others. That's 11th house. Yeah, the humanitarian, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you're going over the composite right now and how we have a stellion in the 11th house and what that indicates for you and how that's really interesting to me because I feel like that's like a big foundation of me and Will's relationship is just wanting to bring more peace into this reality that we live in to be these like machines for love and sharing that with people so it feels like really kind of like a foundational piece of being together is like the grander community of like the universe um and connecting to that and also both times that we met and lived together before were in a small community of people like in like a shanti camp basically and then again here it's like the third place that we live together is also starting the community so it's just very much like apparent in our lives together that it's about like operating within a larger group so that just felt accurate so i felt to say something so like together they can really make their dreams come true as long as mm. these dreams are on like very high vibes mm -hmm. like like the humanitarian ideals as you just said they can really become like role models and like leaders in that sense mm -hmm. and they're very innovative together like they can come up with some fresh ideas on how to do things mm -hmm. that i'm gonna use the voice now because it feels appropriate <laughs> you say to us that the 11th house is the house of making the dreams come true. This feels very true because we have all these dreams for grow the medicinal mushroom and for to build the guava house and for do colonics together. And we're doing these things. We build them That's together. So <laughs> it's like exactly what happened. We get together. We have all these dreams. Like, and they just, just start to manifest and all the energy to, like, do these things is suddenly there. So it's just so true. It's really amazing. What the Welcome to my different voice I share with you today. Where is it in her chart? Where is my voice in my chart? I Please. She, three, four, four, four. she didn't talk. Does a Scorpio talk like this? I bet they do. Amazing. Interestingly. They have this big opposition to their moon in the composite chart. And the moon is in their fourth house. So in a composite chart for a couple, when you have a moon in your fourth house, it means that they as a couple are very, very, when you're like really right for each other, compatible. Their compatibility in terms of like how they want to nest Mm. is like right on the money. Mm -hmm. They can really nest together. I mean, they're building a tree house right now. Oh my God. 
<laughs> and they have like mushroom babies that they're also growing. So they're totally nesting very hard right now. <laughs> Literally as we're having this sinistry. <laughs> Dude, that is so sweet. Oh my God. <laughs> so like going back to their sinistry, mm-hmm. I also saw that they had a series contact and it was... What does that mean, series contact? I don't think I've ever heard this terminology. Yeah, so Ceres is like, she is a dwarf planet. She's right after Pluto. And she's named after the goddess Ceres, who was Persephone's mother. Don't know any of these names, but I believe you. According to the ancient Roman mythology, Ceres is the goddess of agriculture. Ceres is the goddess of the harvest and is credited with teaching humans how to grow, preserve, and prepare grain and corn. She is thought to be responsible for the fertility of the land. The goddess Ceres was truly the nurturer of mankind. Ceres is portrayed holding a scepter or farming tool in one hand and a basket of flowers, fruits, or grain in the other. She may also be wearing a garland made from ears of corn. Ceres' primary myth involves the turning of the seasons through the story of the abduction of her daughter, Persephone, by the god of the underworld. As the story goes, Persephone would divide her time between her mother, Ceres, and her husband, the god of the underworld. When Persephone visited her mother, the Romans believed, Ceres' joy caused the earth to blossom in spring and summer. When her daughter, Persephone, returned to the underworld, Ceres' grief resulted in the decline of autumn and winter. So Ceres, just like Pluto, uh, became recognized as a dwarf planet. She's actually not just an asteroid. So she's just as significant as Pluto is. Mm -hmm. They're like about the same size. Mm -hmm. Um, So Ceres, because of all that mythology, because of her story, Ceres in astrology is about how you nurture and how you want to be nurtured. So Ceres is very closely related to cancer. People liken her to cancer a lot. They're very Mm. similar. I was just listening to a podcast. The difference between the moon and Ceres Mm -hmm. is like the moon is more like emotional comforts, whereas Ceres is more like how you're like nurtured and nurturing. And it's very closely connected to food. So I've even heard that like people that have eating disorders have like an afflicted Ceres. Interesting. Yeah. Ceres is also the goddess of agriculture. So that's why it's got that like food connection. Mm-hmm. Will and Rain are about to do a colonics, which is food related, body mm-hmm. related. So what is exactly their relationship or aspect with regards to Ceres? So Will, you know how he has his moon in his fourth house. Mm-hmm. It's in Capricorn, albeit, but it is in the fourth house. So he really needs like his home to be like his sacred sanctuary where he can retreat and just like be alone in. And that's how he recharges. And that's how, that's where he finds nurturing. Ceres is also in Capricorn in his fourth house. So I feel like Will 
Will might have like very strong maternal instincts. Like he might be a very like he might have a gift of being a very comforting type of a person and someone who can be really nurturing. And it conjuncts rains Mars, and it's only like a couple degrees away from each other. It's a very close conjunction. So conjuncting so, her Mars, how might that play out? Mars is like your anger. It's like your initiative. It's your mm. action, how you act. It's also your sex drive. It's like the part of you that just wants to do things without thinking about it. And so he might really like nurture that side of her. Uh, so you're talking about how Ceres is conjunct. His Ceres is conjunct to my Mars in the fourth house in Capricorn. Is it all in fourth house Capricorn or just his? For is? his. So I don't know where my that's, but his is. Talking about how he has this very motherly and nurturing aspect, which is very true of him. Like in the group we lived in in, in Oahu, he was called mom dad. He was like the mom dad of the group. And then the first time we were in a group, funnily, we were in a group of four people. It was three girls and Will. And funnily enough, he was definitely the mom of the group then too. Where she wants to be all like gung ho, because this is Cap, it's all in Capricorn. So mm. she's like very gung ho when she wants to do something. She might be really good at sticking to it in the long run. Mars and Capricorn is like someone who can run a marathon. They're not going to shy away from something that seems really daunting. Like they're mm. going to want to climb that mountain. And mm. so I feel like maybe Will can be very nurturing to that side of her. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's super interesting that you said that Rain's someone who can run a marathon. She's not daunted by daunting tasks. And it's just super interesting how we keep coming back to like supporting each other to live our dreams, which I think is literally something that we said in the recordings while we were listening to one of the other ministries. And in relationship, when you have a close contact to series like that, it's a very sweet connection. Mm. And then Rain's series is in Virgo and it conjuncts as Jupiter. Damn. They're like literally sitting on top of each other. So what would that mean? So Jupiter expands anything that it touches. So I feel like, and it's also like your spirituality. It's like the philosopher side of you. So she could really nurture his spirituality and his like luck because Jupiter is the planet of luck. She could like nurture that part of him. So that's another like indication that they find this like essence of home within each other. Mm -mm -mm. Because Ceres is that nurturing mother energy. Mm. It's also that like devoted ass mother, you know, Mm. like the mother who will like lift up the car with her bare hand that her baby's trapped under. That's like, (laughs) that's Ceres energy. Wow. Powerful. I feel like this is the first time I've heard you reference series in like symmetry or even natal charts. Yeah, you know, I don't But I mean, not like we've done tons. Yeah. I don't normally bring in the asteroids, but lately I have been, especially with series. Like I have Mm. a personal, like I'm personally vested in series because in my natal chart, my series conjuncts my son in the sign of cancer. Yeah, so there's, like, a very big theme of, like, mother in my own life. Mm. So that's why I like Ceres a lot. I just, I love her story. I can totally relate to her. Mm. Like, I just love who she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, so that's why I like to see it in synastry because it's like it's a nice, sweet contact. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's nurturing. So you know, yeah, we can like really support each other and feel very like fulfilled, like satisfied. You know, like mm-hmm. satiated by mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Wow. Pretty good. That's pretty spot on. Were there other things that you noted in the synastry that stuck out? Yeah. So one other thing, this is like a nice little bit of chemistry, like romantic chemistry. Rains, Venus, squares, wills, moon, Uranus, and Neptune. Mm-hmm. Again, because it's the Venus and moon, there's this theme of like nurturing and taking care of one another. Mm. They want to take care of each other, mm. I feel. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's also like it's it's involving his Uranus and his Neptune. So there's also maybe like maybe like a little bit of idealization going on and mm. maybe like this like sense of like unpredictability within will that rain is very turned on by because mm. um, mm. it's it's a square aspect. So there's like some tension there, but it's like a good tension. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't say it's a bad tension because mm-hmm. everything else is so like supportive. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah, it keeps things like fresh and I think it keeps things from becoming stagnant. Mm. So I like seeing this aspect in their yeah. synastry chart. Yeah, but otherwise, I feel like they just make really, really solid friends. Her Venus also trines his Saturn. So that's like another aspect of like, that's a very traditionally telling aspect of like a couple that can be super dedicated to each other. Mm -hmm. So if they wanted to be, this would be like a really solid long-term relationship. Yeah. Wow. They can be there for each other through the thick and the thin. Mm. Like, it's not just like a superficial, like, oh, I think you're hot. Oh, I think you're hot. You know, it's it's not like that. It's more of like they have like a solid friendship in place. I feel like this relationship has like a really good foundation of trusting friendship. So I think it's really sweet. Yeah, I think yeah. it sounds like it. And that's what I've witnessed as a housemate for wow. sure. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Say. That was so sweet. Wow. Wow. Were you expecting anything different to be said during this reading? No, not really. I guess I was just curious. I don't know that we've done sinistries of couples on Space Court. So I think I was curious, I guess, what would potentially denote I guess this chemistry that you speak of, and it sounds like when there's these tense aspects, that's more of a romantic edge as opposed to like friendship, which is just kind of these solid support aspects. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Or I mean, how would you describe that? How, like when you see synastries, because it is relationship and relationships can run such a spectrum of acquaintance, stranger, you know, like at what point yeah. do you realize like, this definitely denotes like major lovers. This denotes major friendship. You know what I mean? Like as mm-hmm. someone that's just looking at aspects and planets and houses, yeah, what have you arrived at as kind of your rule of thumb with regards to romance versus friendship? That's a really, really good question. 
And of course, this is just based on my personal findings from my own experiences, mm-hmm. um, just from like reading my own synastries with other people and reading other people's synastries. What I look for are contacts to each other's Saturn, because that tells me if this is like, that really makes it or breaks it. Like if there are no significant contacts to each other's Saturn, there's no real like devotion here. They're not willing to like overcome any obstacles that it's more of like a superficial fun Mm. thing. And in Will and Rain's case, they have significant Saturn contacts. So that's why I was like, okay, yeah, these guys are like, these Mm. guys are solid. And then I also look at the moon, like what's touching each other's moon, because the moon, if you don't understand each other's moons, then you don't really understand each other because the moon is like our true inside. It's like our inner world. It's where we find comfort and it's like the shy part of ourselves that we don't really show to the rest of the world. It's only reserved for the people that are really close to us. Mm. And so like the moon involves a lot of like trust. Like if I don't trust you, I'm not going to show you my moon. I'm not going to like let myself be that vulnerable, you know? Mm. And in their case, they have a mutual double whammy moon Mars conjunction Mm, mm -hmm. yeah that told me like okay wow they really stimulate each other's feelings they can get each other really riled up emotionally but they do it to each other it's a double whammy so Mm -hmm. i feel like very reciprocal yeah so Mm. i think they really mean a lot to each other and then you know if they're well actually it doesn't matter what type of relationship but always look at their venus and in this case they have the same Venus sign. So I'm like, okay, well, they really totally get along. They probably share the same like interests and hobbies. Like they probably have a lot of similarities like that. They probably really enjoy talking to each other forever. Like, I think they might really enjoy listening to what the other person thinks about Mm. certain things. Like, they really like doing that with each other. Amazing. (laughs) So Saturn, Moon, Venus, this is kind of your go-tos, I guess, for Mm -hmm. any relationship, but kind of to establish whether there's a really strong hold on foundation or if it's something other than that. Yeah, I guess those guys are where I look to for like how strong a relationship can be. Well, that makes sense. And yeah, I think you affirmed what I experienced. And I know Rain and Will will be very glad to hear these things. And like I said, I'm sure Rain has a million questions. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Say. This has been super fun. I'm going to do this like triple series of these sinistries back to back to back. And then I think the composite I'll do like at the beginning of Scorpio season because we have such like eighth house. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, Yeah, eighth house stellium in Virgo. And then we have something else in Scorpio. Like I made notes of that, but this was awesome. This is really, really super helpful and inspirational for me and affirming. Yeah, and kind of how we all ended up together and what we're doing. And it's been really enriching to like look at the different ways that we work together you know and and Mm -hmm. it's such a we're at the beginning of this journey and so this has been really amazing to have this as part of the foundation you know I am so I had so much fun and I'm like so honored to have been a part of it 
we want you to come to the house immediately. So book oh my a god, I can't wait. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> well, you're very welcome anytime. <laughs> so just know that's that's a fact. Space Court. Space Court.